Welcome to the Sunday Worship Podcast, where we explore the questions of Sunday worship and why we gather to worship God in the ways that we do. Whether you are a new Christian or have been following Christ your whole life, our prayer is that you will glean something from these conversations to help propel you towards a deeper intimacy and understanding of who God is and why we worship our God with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm your host, John Rowan. I'm the worship director here at New Life Church in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I am joined today by two very special people. They both have been serving on our church staff here for a long time. And I'm excited to dive in to the conversation that we're going to have about Advent uh, today. But I want to welcome Jack Divin. He is one of our home group coaches. He also does a lot of administrative things around our church and then also does things over at Hope Clinic in Ypsilanti as their campaign coordinator. And so he just offers a lot in the uh, in his ministry experience as well as just uh, what sp- spiritual rhythms and spiritual practices look like in our walk with Christ. And then I'm also excited to have Hannah Witte uh, on our podcast today. She's a, one of our campus directors and home group coaches, and she's just amazing. She's an amazing teacher, and every time I hear her talk, every time I have a conversation with her, I just feel sharpened, and I think you're going to feel that as well today as you listen to this. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're talking about Advent today, and Um, What does Advent have to do with Sunday morning worship? Well, it's a part of our Sunday morning worship, and so that's why we're going to talk about it. And and before we dive into some of the whys of what what Advent is and why we worship uh, through the season of Advent, or how we worship through the season of Advent, I thought that uh, each of you could just talk about what Advent is has been in your life, how, how you were introduced to it, and uh, what that's looked like. And Hannah, why don't you start us off? Sure. Thanks, John. Great yeah. to be here with you, too. Yeah. I I didn't grow up in the church at all, so yeah. I, I didn't know what Easter was until I was 20. So that's a big, that's a big holiday. It is. It is. A, it's a big moment. So I, I became a Christian when I was 16, and, and I think probably... In my early mid twenties, I started doing learning and reading from different streams of mm-hmm. the church outside of non-denominational evangelical, and and found myself really drawn to the liturgical church. And yeah. uh, for a lot of growing up for me, I uh, this will not be a secret to many that know me, but definitely have like an anti-authority if someone tells me to do something right. or there's a rhythm or a ritual. Growing up, I just didn't want to do it. Yeah, uh, it's probably part Join of what, the club. yeah, drew me to the non-denominational church and mm-hmm. um, bucking all the rules. But uh, over time in my my walk with Christ, I I think just in general began to discover, oh, people have been following Jesus for a long time, and there are practices that the church has globally to to draw us into deeper love and mm-hmm. awe of Christ and. Uh, Advent was was something I, I stumbled upon as I was yeah. doing more learning from yeah. from people in the the contemplative church, liturgical church yeah. world, and I, I think I I was drawn initially to the the beauty of beginning to think about time differently, yes, yes. and 
drawn to thinking about what if what if my calendar had had seasons connected to mm-hmm. to Jesus and his life for the next you know until Jesus comes back or until I die what if right. what if there's there's rhythm and um, rich history that I'm, I'm participating in mm-hmm. with Christians all over the world who've been doing this for decades and yeah. oh yeah we kind of stole it from Israel you know right. uh, like God's people have been thinking about time and, and having seasons of celebration yeah. and festivals and feasting yeah since they were God's people right. mm-hmm. um, so that that's some of how I stumbled into it yeah. and I uh, love it and you mentioned time and we'll i'll keep using this phrase we'll probably it'll get mentioned several times today but i love that some i heard someone say this phrase and it this idea that we keep time with jesus mm-hmm. and like our lives are so dictated by other seasons uh you know even even the normal you know take advent away and like even the normal Christmas season there are things that are dictating our time and it's Mm -hmm. like this rhythm of Advent it helps us keep time with Jesus and brings us back to the gospel so I love that and I love that that's what 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 drew you in Mm. some so Jack what about you how uh how how was Advent first introduced Mm -hmm. into your life into your rhythm here yeah uh I think for me, in contrast, Hannah, I, I did grow up in the church, and so I don't know if I knew it was Advent, but the first thing that's coming to mind is my church growing up was a Disciples of Christ kind of mainline denomination church. Yeah. We would do a Christmas, like a pageant, like yes. a, a, the birth story of Jesus every yes. year with a lot of kids, back, especially back then. And so were you a sheep or a star? I started or? out as a sheep or a okay, star in my good, younger years. Good, yeah. Eventually mm-hmm. I did work my way. I was Joseph one year. Hey. Which was kind of like the most important Tim I, and Mary I, were like the two biggest roles. I knew you had it in you. So it was pretty nerve wracking back then. To yeah. Be the Joseph. I remember being very nervous right. to be Joseph <laughs> as a fourth or fifth grader. Mm-hmm. So I, I think back then the extent of my awareness of what Advent was, was there's something about this season that's not just Christmas and Santa. It's like there's something about the birth of Jesus that that is why we in the church right. we, we make a big deal out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just that for a while, I think, for a number of years. Probably not until being in college and honestly coming to the Christmas concert at here at New Life, uh, which would help me engage with other themes of light and darkness and yeah. the, the themes of Advent that I started to to connect more with, with yeah. the other ideas of, of yeah. Advent, of longing and hope and stuff yeah. like that. And then, yeah, uh, similarly in, I guess, my mid-20s was when I also kind of was on a, a parallel journey of connecting more with liturgy and uh other streams of the church and the contemplative tradition and yeah. the whole liturgical calendar in general not just advent um, so that that's been a an ongoing learning process for me over these past couple of years that i've really enjoyed and trying different practices and having it go well yeah in some seasons and maybe won't try that one again in the next right. time but right uh but i've i've enjoyed it nice i love it and 
I love what you even just said now. Like I try something and oh, that sort of worked. And like, uh, I, as you guys are listening and as we're having this conversation, we want to put this out there. Like, you know, uh, some people might say I'm like this liturgical guy. Like I'm this guy who's like super learned on these subjects around our church. And I, and I think all three of us, as we're sitting here having this conversation, we're, we're just scratching the surface here. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why we are drawn to, uh, these practices, to these rhythms is that they are lifelong pursuits. Like knowing the, the, the posture of waiting and longing and hoping you don't figure out in a day, you know, or like one month, it is a yearly practice that we come back to as a church, um, because that has to be formed and reformed in us. So I, I myself, and I think I speak for Hannah and Jack as well, we're entering into this conversation lightly, Mm -hmm. uh, on this, like there are, it's like a hundred other people I'd probably rather listen to on this subject. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and want to like pay to even hear them lecture. But, uh, we also want to be, we want to lead and be led in, in this area of our lives. So that's why we want to share it with you. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. Remove some of the pressure, but yes, it is also true. This is a pressure free zone right now. So I guess I thought we could start by talking about what is Advent and I'll maybe describe it a little bit and you guys can just hop in here a little bit if you want to add in some things. And I'll even, uh, say this. I, my, I was introduced into Advent on this as I was journeying into the liturgical calendar. So for those of you who don't know what the liturgical calendar is, it starts with the season of Advent and ends with Pentecost. We have Advent then Christmas or Christmas tide, which we have 12 days of Christmas. That's where Mm -hmm. that comes from. Um, It's not just one day. You can actually celebrate for 12 days. And Mm -hmm. then you have Epiphany, which is like the idea of the the appearing of the Lord to us. And then uh, Lent or Ash Wednesday and Lent, uh, which is a time of uh, refocusing our relationship uh, to Christ and how we follow Christ. And then you get into Passion Week with... Uh, Palm Sunday, uh, what's known as Maundy Thursday, a celebration of the Lord's table. Good Friday. Easter. You got, Easter. You got yes, it. Yes, I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was debating whether I say Easter or Resurrection Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, and then we end with Pentecost. And so it's a, you know, it's half of the year, basically. But we, and it's a rhythm that we do over and over again, as I said, to help us keep time with Jesus. But Advent specifically uh is this time of the year where you know there's advent comes from a latin word that means arrival and we're just talking about like jesus's first arrival when he came to the earth to be god with us emmanuel uh and then it also is a season and this is was a really transformational thing for me is that we are also talking about God's second arrival Mm -hmm. when he comes again to make all things new Mm -hmm. and, um, and that we use this season of Advent and we engage in this season of Advent 
to um to really uh put our hope in that and and recognize like okay yes christ has come and christ will come again mm-hmm. uh and which i think is there's an um, a beautiful depth to that and how we um it I, I think it just changes how we view this season um that it wasn't just this thing that happened it's a thing that is happening and will happen mm-hmm. yeah. so um but advent really is a, a lot about waiting and i'm wondering if either of you could speak to this idea of waiting I, I, we live in a culture where we don't do a lot of waiting and i'm wondering which one of you uh well what do you, what do you what do you mean when you say we don't do a lot of waiting uh, well, we we can we can get anything we want off of our phones you know when i like yeah. i mean i can order anything off of amazon like yeah. when i want when i think of an item i can have it in my home within a couple of days or i can go out and get it uh or mm-hmm. if i need a piece of information and i feel like waiting is lost Totally. Us. Yeah, that rhythm. Like I, I, I don't have to wait for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. th- there's the instant gratificationness of of right. our modern day of, of Amazon or whatever. Yeah, definitely. But then there's also the phone in our pocket. Yeah, we're in line at the grocery store. We're in a doctor's office, and instead of having to, wait, we are waiting. But instead of feeling right. the waiting, we just distract ourselves with other stuff. So yeah. That we, Do we either of you, when you're waiting in line, like? purposely like put your phone away and and like i'm just gonna stand here and see what i notice yeah and sometimes it feels real weird when people look at me like i'll where was i recently where i i was waiting for something and i decided to not be looking at my phone so that when the person was ready for me they would just see me there and it was like kind of this unnerving like it it was weird yeah Mm -hmm. I, I've started to do it some, and I, it's like, oh, I, I notice people and notice things that I wouldn't have, like, I'm not, like, stuck in myself, and, mm-hmm. yeah, so, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the, so, similar to what you just said, John, I, the, the realization that Advent is about more than just Jesus' first coming, but, yeah. like, his second coming, that, that we still, where we live in this time and place yeah. of history, are awaiting yeah um that also was big for me even in where i started which was my my introduction to christmas mm-hmm. things and advent things was with the story of jesus birth that was kind of the extent of my understanding was right. like this thing that happened in the past that we retell right and i think over time it has shifted to more of an understanding and appreciation of this is a season of of waiting for jesus to return and to bring the shalom and peace that he intended mm. to exist in the world right from the start but that isn't there right now mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that we we long for it and want to see it in every corner across the world in our immediate front door and it's just not there yeah and it, it's difficult to wait to walk and, and want that still so i uh, I do think there are some concrete, maybe we'll get to that later, some concrete okay. ways to, to live it out, but some practices that can help us be more yeah. comfortable and and uncomfortable, really. Yeah. More comfortable with waiting, but uncomfortable yeah. in the waiting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Speaking of uncomfortable and waiting, I mean, not to put this on you, Hannah, but like 
you've given birth to two children. I sure <laughs> you, have. You, mm-hmm. I feel like you have things to say about waiting <laughs> as it I mean, as it I, relates to being a mother. Sure, sure. Well, so I have been pregnant once during Advent, and I've held a, a newborn baby boy once during Advent. Yeah. Um, and those years, they felt really special to mm-hmm. me. And it, it felt like such a privilege to be able to enter into and honestly to have this experience in my body and then to, to hold a, yeah. a baby newborn, yeah. small, tiny boy and to, to enter into the wonder and the awe and to, yeah, I mean, I, I think pregnancy is a lot of things, but one thing that it is, is it is a, it's a really beautiful, um, privilege and, and way to enter into so many spiritual realities. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, there's obviously the year that I, I held my son as a newborn boy, there was, a there was more marvel and awe yeah. in me imagining, really imagining Jesus as a newborn mm-hmm. and imagining what those months and years would have been like. Yeah. Um, and then the the year that I was pregnant, there was a, yeah, there just there are all these all these parallels that were that I'm thinking about these spiritual truths, mm-hmm. you know, all the all that we ache and long for to change, all that God promises will one day come true. Yeah, uh, certainly it will. Yeah, my husband would tell me often, no woman stays pregnant forever. <laughs> on my on my worst days and and there is I mean that's funny but there's also the as we ache as we long for what we know will come when Jesus returns there is that sense of there is pain there's pain in this life and uh, there's beauty and goodness and newness and life yeah that is coming so yeah so yes I certainly think uh those those two advents I will I will cherish I you mentioned like the seasons and the the breadth of our lives like we you physically weren't pregnant forever but like i often think back to when i was younger in my as a young christian or in college or even in my 20s it's like my mind couldn't grasp like the years that are going to be ahead of me and mm-hmm. that the work that the holy spirit was going to do on my life mm-hmm. you know and uh that we come through those seasons and then new seasons start and i know like personally like we waited seven years for our children to come Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. there was when andrea was finally pregnant and there was an anticipation Mm -hmm. beyond you know like yes we'd already waited but now we entered more into this posture of anticipation like, mm-hmm. this is going to happen now mm-hmm. and um and i think that happens with all parts of our lives like um i think we often think of our christian walk like it's too it's too present you know like mm-hmm. there's the the um the work of sanctification of holiness like it's a lifelong thing and mm-hmm. like god uses these seasons to like 
bring us closer and further along to be made more like him and made more whole and Mm -hmm. renewed in him and waiting is part of that and trusting the Lord in that is part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what what is striking to me from that, that analogy, John, is like as you and Andrea waited to to get pregnant and, and have children for, for years, yeah. There's there's a waiting in it that's a one maybe wonder's the wrong word, but like a will this happen kind of a waiting. Yeah. And then you became pregnant and it entered a season of anticipation where it's like this is going to happen, but it's not here yet. Right. And that anticipation of Jesus is going to return when he hasn't mm. returned mm. the second time yet is like the spirit of waiting. That's not a, not a bored idle waiting or a will this ever right. waiting, but uh, anticipation. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking too, as, as you both talked the word, I mean, the word longing just felt like it was a neon signs above the conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those moments in the, in the grocery store or, or times when we're in line, there's, there's ways when we have to wait to numb ourselves to our longing, to, to check out, to, to find a feel good in the moment. And, and yeah, John, when I think about your story, you and you and Andrea waited with longing. Yeah. Uh, You were very aware of your, your longings. And so this Andrea more than me, but yeah. Yeah. And so this season, it, it does invite us to pay attention to our longings right. personally and in the world. Yeah. Um, so I just yeah. wanted to reflect that back. It's, it's so easy, like for me personally, to numb my longings. I think that like you brought that up. I think that's such a, I mean, like, again, back to the phone. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, like, uh, give me that endorphin hit and Mm -hmm. give me like entertain me don't make me feel like i have to wait Mm -hmm. or that i have to anticipate something um it's vulnerable it is it's really vulnerable um i often my son i have to talk to him a lot because he when we're not doing something fun he tends to struggle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like yeah we have to work we have to toil and we need to be okay with that and I love that he's learning and wrestling with that at the young age of nine but it's like we're not gonna give in to that Mm -hmm. that endorphin here be be entertained you know it's like no Mm -hmm. let's let's plug into what's happening in our hearts right now what are we what's really going on Mm -hmm. yeah and um yeah, that's a, I, for me, that's like always a big struggle and why I love re-engaging with Advent so, so much. So, and, and for people who have never done that or, or are hearing this and it, and it sounds pretty foreign. Yeah. Like I, I imagine someone being invited to pay attention to their longings for the first time. If it were me, I would just be like, I don't know what they are. Right. I, I yeah. don't even have the. I haven't spent the required time to pay yeah. attention to that uh, at first, and that, that's okay. That, yeah, uh, that 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 acknowledgement is probably a great place to start mm-hmm. um, to yeah to name that. I mean, it's and our longings, our desires—they're all going to look different. You know, I mean, we have, you know, if you're younger and in college, like you have that longing to graduate, and what's my job going to look like, and those like 
those are all longings. Like what, those are the things that are driving you through life. And again, like those are the, the liturgies of this world that are, you know, that's how we're keeping time, but okay, how do we invite Jesus into that? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's, yeah, that's mm -hmm. definitely a thing. <laughs> shift our conversation a little bit more towards a little bit towards what we're doing uh what sunday worship looks like in the season of advent and we you know any number of churches who uh will uh observe the season of advent you're going to see something along the lines of what i'm about to describe which is you'll have some type of wreath and candle system at the front of the church and the four candles are represent there's there should be five candles representing um different attributes of christ so there's hope uh peace love joy the different attributes of what christ has brought to us and so each week and each sunday uh in advent you'll hear mention of that and then the center candle represents Jesus, and that would be lit on Christmas Eve. Um, and we have done that uh, on our Sunday worship experience. And uh, usually you'll hear, hear scripture readings that go with those themes. Uh, and this year, we're in the year 2023 now, uh, but will have those themes, but also we're entering into a part of Advent that I'm really excited about. And, uh, when, uh, the pastors at new life decided to go along with this, or they had an idea for this series and I, I pushed it a little further, uh, that we could use this in Advent is that we would talk about justice. And, um, you know, I mentioned, we mentioned earlier about how, uh, Christ has come and Christ will come again, but we live in this in-between space and how not all has been made right. Not all has been renewed and restored. And, uh, and so how do we live in that? How do we worship in that? I know Jack, you mentioned that a little bit earlier. I'm wondering if you could expound a little bit on how we can be seeing that around us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't even know if I mentioned this earlier. You did in actually one of my other jobs at the Hope Clinic, but this is a huge theme at the yeah. Hope Clinic these days because um, the holidays are such a celebratory time mm -hmm. for a lot of people who go home and eat food with family and, and celebrate their traditions. Uh, but, but also there's this reality that, that so many of our neighbors and people who live near to us don't have the ability to do those things. Right. So how do we, is it even possible to engage as we wish we normally could in this season while also remembering um, our neighbors in need and yeah. doing something to, um, to invite them to also mm -hmm. be part. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, what comes to mind for me 
uh, in Advent and in introducing, uh, remembering how justice is part of it, is that that Jesus came as a light uh, in the darkness. Yeah. Uh, and so there's darkness. Uh, we actually just talked about this recently, even before the yeah. Advent series starts, but there there is so much darkness that exists in our world uh, right now and there there is a way that we could talk about advent as awaiting the second coming the arrival of jesus to make all things right that's Mm -hmm. hands off Mm -hmm. we that's jesus's job we just sit back and twiddle our thumbs and bide our time covering you know making sure me and mine are good uh until jesus returns um that is a that that is a way to look at it Uh, i just don't think that that's uh what jesus invites his followers uh to do um he invites them to participate with him in the bringing peace uh, to his world and that can look like um just like jesus is is the light in the darkness his his coming was we can bring light to dark places which can often look like um seeking justice where it hasn't been done seeking um bringing restored relationship or or peace to places where it isn't Mm -hmm. uh, bringing joy to places where there's only despair yeah Mm -hmm. um and all of the themes you just mentioned that we celebrate each week normally when people observe advent um so I, I yeah I think I I don't feel like an expert on balancing how to think about it globally uh, right. and locally at the same yeah. time. It, it's sort of overwhelming just to imagine it. Yeah. Even in one of those areas in mm-hmm. life, sometimes like if I just think about all that's wrong or could be better mm-hmm. in my immediate vicinity in Southeast Michigan, that's sometimes overwhelming. Then you imagine war in the world and and uh, injustice and like what do we do um, right so that that's yeah there there's a a line here of trusting in jesus to still come that he will come and mm-hmm. will make things right but that we also are invited by him to participate with him in bringing justice uh, to the world in the name of jesus yeah mm-hmm. i read this last week again I feel like I'm scratching the surface, <laughs> but I, I I saw this thing for a book, um, and it was just this line. It just said, "The season of Advent, like we mentioned, the arrival of Christ, Christ will come again, like, and then there's a third coming, the coming of Christ to meet us in our present moment, mm. to make us holy by His Word and His sacrament, His presence, mm-hmm. and." I like I just loved that imagery just thinking about that it's like yes I like I we use language like that all the time we want mm-hmm. Christ we want the Holy Spirit to meet us in these moments and I think in a in a season of Advent I think that takes on a new layer for us we as, as we're thinking about and and contemplating like our hope in Christ that he will come again and make things all he's he's also coming now in us and through us and mm-hmm. i i just think that's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. like as we think about 
all the injustices that are in the world. And it's like, well, Christ wants to meet us in those moments. And yeah. it's simultaneously like overwhelming and reassuring. Like, what do I do with this? Also, Christ wants to meet me. And that, that's mm -hmm. just amazing. Yeah. I mean, even that's a place to, to, to if someone's starting freshly on mm -hmm. that journey, that, a place to start could just be asking what is what is my longing for the world right. what's my longing for the community i'm in right. what what injustice keeps me up at night or what mm. articles do i keep going back to or whose face can i just not shake yeah what do i what do i think about so certainly our we'll, we'll have personal longings but then also as as christ is formed in us we'll yes we'll have longings for for our neighbors too Yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. Jack, you mentioned a little bit like the celebrating of Christmas. And I, this is something that I've tried to do. Um, it's uh, so for many years, Christians and for centuries, they wouldn't actually say things like Merry Christmas until it was Christmas mm -hmm. that they would wait for that moment of celebration. And so I will say Merry Christmas out of um, being polite or whatever, but I've tried to, like I try and mm. refrain from doing it so that I can sit more in the, uh, uh, the longing and the waiting. Uh, and then, and when I, the first year that I did that, uh, when I got to Christmas, it felt way more celebratory. I hmm. wanted to celebrate for 12 days. Hmm. I was like, I, I didn't do this on a Sunday, but I wanted to keep saying Merry Christmas. Like uh, yeah. like the, the Sundays, but people would have been like, what are you, what are you saying, John? <laughs> no, I'm right, I'm right. This is the right way to do things. No, there isn't a right, right way. Don't, don't I hope, listener, you don't hear that. But uh, yeah. Uh, we're, yeah, we're trying to just have these rhythms that we're, engaging with Christ but um yeah Hannah you brought up a little bit of posture we, we wanted to mention some resources that we like to use what are some of your favorite resources that you go to during the season of Advent yeah I have, I have several I really love there's a, a book called Shadow and Light by Tish Oxenrider okay I have it here with me it yeah, it has daily devotionals, a song to listen to every day, art to listen to every day, walks through the themes. John Piper has a small book that you can Google and find online called The The Dawning of Indestructible Joy. Yeah. Really wonderful, short daily readings. I've used that before. Yeah, it's good. It's a nice. good one to do with a group because it's so easy to yeah. for everyone to find. You don't have to spend money. I love the the greatest gift by Ann Voskamp. That's Got in the your book lap. Right here. Yep, you recommended it to me years it's ago. So good. It, She's like a wordsmith. She is. And the the last resource I've really I've I've been so intrigued by and enjoyed the last couple of years is the lectionary. Yes. So there's, I'm I'm no history buff, but uh -huh. this this book has been around for decades maybe hundreds of years yeah yeah a long time yeah. that there are are specific scriptures that we cycle through every three yes. years 
that churches all over the world read. So right. that could be even just a place to start is right. to Google lectionary and, mm-hmm. and look at what year you're in and, and what the readings yes. are for that week. Yeah. I think, yeah, you mentioned Hannah earlier, like, uh, wanting to fight the, the authority and like not wanting to go with what people were telling you. Uh, but like I used to fight against things like that as well. And there's something very reassuring about things that have been passed on down to us. Mm-hmm. And like the lectionary is a beautiful thing. It's like, this is a well curated set of scripture readings that are like, that help us go through these seasons. And so, yes, love it. I also want to echo the greatest gifts uh, by Ann Voskamp. She also has a kid's version of it with that we set up in our home that has like this pop-up, it's like a pop-up book and has like um, little ornaments that you put on the, the, the tree every, with each day and they're like short little readings and it's gotten my kids super excited during the season of Advent. Like we read that every night and we, even on the nights that we can't, we catch up so that we can do all of the ornaments and there's mm-hmm. a sense of anticipation that they are, are getting. Um, We're doing it this year for the nice, first time. Nice. You are going to love it and yeah. probably weep at the same time because they're just beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. um, devotionals. So Jack, any uh, um, resources that you recommend? The first thing to come to mind is, uh, I'm so glad you asked because I get to sneak in a Bible project plug because oh, I love the Bible yeah. project. But there's, we love the Bible there's project one video here. each about each one of those Advent themes. Oh, uh, nice. Peace, love, hope, and joy. Yep. Uh, those are great uh, five-ish minute videos that have helped me in the past within and outside of Advent to connect with, with those ideas that Jesus brings. Uh, so definitely those. And some of the rest of my... Uh, the resources that have benefited me come from uh, Justin Early, who wrote a book called The Common Rule and yeah, yeah. often puts out like an Advent guide similar mm-hmm. to, to other ones. Um, I would almost say any guide that you can commit to for as long as you can and, right. and protect time to do in the season, yeah. even if it prevents against the creep of materialism and, and sort of just Christmas season um, yeah. in America. But uh, so I've often downloaded that Advent yeah. guide and, and used it yeah. as a devotion. Yeah, almost anything you can find is probably going to be pretty solid because it's just going to get you out of that like normal hustle and bustle of what is our American yeah. Christmas season, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and this is a season for longing and waiting, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, and. It does something in us and I want to invite all of you into the journey that Hannah, Jack and I are on, which is to get into this rhythm because it's, it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. We're just scratching the surface and, but we feel like the Lord's moving in our lives because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've noticed you in our, within the, the undergrads that I've mm-hmm. spent time with, I've, I've noticed in the last few years, a an uptick in commitment to Advent and people That's... wanting to practice it. And it's, it's felt particularly inspiring because December is such a wonky month yeah. for undergrads. It's the yeah. two busiest weeks of the year. And then the two like 
most chill weeks of right, the year right, yeah. where it's where it's easiest to check out yeah. so i've i just want to commend you church like i, I felt really inspired by you and I've, yes. I've noticed it i yeah when i if i happen to have a down chill set of few days in the month of december which is pretty rare but it does happen from time to time uh I that like it can be so easy to like numb myself out because I'm like Mm -hmm. so busy during that month and um and so I love to hear that others are like no this is a time to engage with the Lord in this and what am I longing and waiting for uh well thank you both for joining me on the podcast today this was just so great to hear from both of you and thank you to all of you for joining us today it's our prayer that you will join us for gathered worship at New Life Church and or wherever you have a church home, and that you will worship with deeper fervency and understanding of our God as he invites you into deeper relationship with him. So grace and peace be with you.